Hey everybody, welcome back, HSC Podcast 87, Big Box Steve on the mic, the Big Smooth, and Fresh Wes. And here we are, in, uh, getting to the later part of the football seasons, college and NFL. So we get, we're going to talk about a lot of that. So if you're listening on YouTube, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and like, and please leave comments. But I got to say... I wish our YouTube following was as good as our uh, Spotify following because we're getting we're growing on Spotify like crazy. So it's probably because they don't like our faces; they just like yeah, our voices. Probably. <laughs> there, there's something happening on Spotify where we're getting tons of uh, <laughs> of views. So whatever's happening on Spotify, appreciate you guys listening. Keep listening. And for the YouTube people, please like share it. Like we got to get some movement here. But uh, whatever it's happening, appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. And maybe it's because of our posts of when you look at the percentage of our wins. Even though I felt like we we're not having the best year we've had, we're still doing pretty good. I mean, yeah. I think we're we're over sixty percent. Yeah, I did my math. I was at sixty-two percent. Yeah, so so <laughs> we're even if you put money line in all our games, like you're still making money, right? Yep. Yeah. So just follow us there. Uh, I I like the trivia portion of this, and Derek, you got some trivia for us. So we're gonna do double trivia tonight. Double trivia tonight. So Derek, give us your trivia. All right. So, there's only five quarterbacks in NFL history that have thrown a hundred touchdown passes with two different teams. Hundred touchdown passes, two different teams, five of them. Okay. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, hundred touchdown passes, two different. Wait. 100 touchdowns total or two, 100 to two different well, teams? They've had over 100 touchdowns with two different teams. Over 100 touchdowns. And it could be split like 70-30 or what's the... No, they've had over 100 with each team. Oh, with yeah. each? Whoa, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. That's tough. That is tough. Uh, 100 touchdowns, two different teams. All right, Wes, you go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 100 touchdowns, two different teams. Oh, Montana, it's not. Well, well there's two that be super easy because they were really good with one team, went to another team, and were really good there, too. And that's Jim in the last 10 years. <laughs> I don't know. I, it can't be Jim like, no, in the last In the last 10 years. Oh, God. Well, uh, Tom Brady, no? Peyton Manning. Well, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's uh, got to be. Yeah. Uh, 
Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Yes. Yeah, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. So there's two of the five. A uh, hundred touchdowns, two different teams. Are they all within the last ten years? No, I don't. I'm trying to calculate two of them. <laughs> I'm going to check when they retire. So we got we got we got Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Brett Favre. Nope. No, too many different teams. Um. Um. One retired in 2009. Oh. One retired in 2017. Oh, so these are fairly Warner. Kurt Warner? Yes. Oh, Kurt Warner. Good. That's good, Wes. So that's three. No. Kurt Warner was He's, was Kurt Warner 2009. He retired. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So these next two are for me were the hardest. Yeah. One because I only thought of him with one team, but he had a really good career with another team also. But it, you through history, you don't think of him as being on more than one team. No. Oh, that's older. A tough one. We're talking that one's the oh, older. That's the so, I mean, Oh, the seventies? Yeah. Oh, Wes, you gotta get that one. <laughs> well like, that's, I mean, that is it a seventies it's not Fran Tarkin, is it? Yes, it is. It, it is Fran it is Fran Tarkin. Good. Yeah, because he played for nice. the he went to the Vikings and then to the Giants. And wow. the Vikings. Yeah. So we got four. So we got Warner, Targeton, Brady, Peyton. Uh, Peyton, right? This last one is kind of hilarious to me, but. Oh, oh man. I'm thinking. Give us a hint. No. Uh, he was the number one overall pick. Oh my god! Oh no, it's not James Winston. No, mm, two, two teams. <laughs> oh, he, this one retired in two thousand seventeen. Number one overall pick, two thousand seventeen retired. Drew, no, such a post up. Oh man, this is tough. Oh, Philip, no, not Philip Rivers. Yeah, he didn't play that long. No, um, and he wasn't number one. He threw probably one hundred interceptions with the Colts. Yeah, 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 he might have one hundred interceptions. No. Oh man. Uh, no. Too hard. Yeah. He ended uh, his career at the same place Kurt Warner ended his career. <clears throat> oh, Carson Palmer. Yep. Carson, oh, oh, Carson, Carson Palmer. Palmer. Oh. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> went, I should have known. Cincinnati to Arizona. <laughs> Our favorite. That's, that, that's a good one. That's a, that's a um, good one. Carson Palmer. He didn't do it with the Raiders. He did it with the Bengals and the Cardinals, though. Bengals, Cardinals, <laughs> right. I didn't realize he threw 100 touchdowns with the Cardinals. That's crazy. Yeah, because he revigorated his career when he went there. Right, right. I mean, that's good. Like, I mean, throw 100 touchdowns after you left your primary team. Well, and then, um, the one that surprised me was <laughs> I didn't realize Drew Brees didn't throw 100 for San Diego. Right. But, yeah. I mean, he he was out of there pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, well, you got to play. What, what's a what's a, a good season for a quarterback is 30 touchdown passes, right? 40 is a great season. So that means you got to play three years. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go quarterbacks again so we're close quarterbacks and colleges they went to so i'm gonna go and we're gonna go easy to hard or easy i mean it may be easy maybe hard uh and so i'll call you out here so start with derek uh jared goff cal cal uh west Trevor Lawrence. Clemson. Derek, Aiden O'Connell. Purdue. Wes, Josh Dobbs. Tennessee. Derek, Brock Purdy. I knew you were going to say Brock Purdy. Where did he go? Um... Let's go like Central Michigan or something. Mm, no. I know what it is. Wes, you got the answer? Iowa State. Iowa State. All oh, right. Okay. So Wes is up. Uh Wes, Jordan Love. Utah State. Utah State. Well done. Uh Derek. Taylor Heineke. Oh god. <laughs> Wasn't he like Washington State? Oh, oh old Dominion. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> I told told you it's gonna get harder as we go. That is yeah. Uh let's see, Wes. Jim Plunkett. Stanford. Oh good. What was that? That was an easy one. <laughs> that was an easy one. I didn't know that. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> we're we're Raider fans. We're in a plunk. It went. Derek Brett Rippin. Oh God, Brett Rippin was Washington State. Oh wait, no, Boise State. Boise State. Good job. Yeah. All right. So Wes wins the. Uh... <laughs> what would you... the, the quarterback challenge? Oh my god. All right, do we like get... I was gonna throw Josh Allen in there. Wyoming. Guys, Wyoming. You guys got that one? 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you guys probably know all the rest. Of Derek Carr. Fresno State. Fresno State. Yeah, what was interesting, the reason I uh, want to do that quarterback thing is because you look at the colleges that the NFL quarterbacks come from, and they're not a lot of these power fives, right? They're not a lot. You get a lot of quarterbacks from these smaller colleges. Yeah. Well, Taylor Heineke was the hardest one. That was like. Oh, yeah. No. If anybody knows that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're pulling if you're pulling old Dominion out, like, yeah, that's money. <sighs> but I mean, well, you look got, at what? So uh, I was gonna throw like Air McNair, right? Alcorn State. Alcorn State. Like you got these guys. Like they came out and they they're great NFL quarterbacks. They're going to Alcorn State. They're going to all these crazy colleges. So. I mean, is it really have to be these Alabamas and Ohio States and well, there's six quarterbacks right there from those two. Right. <laughs> if you count Burrow. Which a lot of quarterbacks come from great colleges, but also a lot of quarterbacks come from small colleges. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was just looking through like there's a lot more on there. But I was looking through quarterbacks when the college they come from. And even you talk about like uh, Fitzmagic, right? You guys know where he came from? I forgot. Oh, Pittsburgh? No, it wasn't Pittsburgh. That's Fitzgerald. That's Fitz. No, I don't know. What was it? Who was it? Fitzmagic. I'm on internet connections. Keep how, yeah. who? <laughs> Fitzmagic. Mine keeps cutting out too. That's Ryan. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Harvard. <laughs> From where? Wasn't he Harvard? Harvard, right. Yeah. So how would you guess that, you know, a longtime NFL quarterback came from Harvard? Yeah. Yeah, so just looking through all those things, you know, it's crazy to think that, like, you have to get your quarterback from an Alabama or an Ohio State or not Ohio State because – Apparently they're really bad, but tenant, you know, oh, CJ Stroud, right? He's... So before we get into college football, because this is kind of a college football topic, topic. Did you guys see? I think it's uh, Dan Ovlosky was talking about CJ Stroud went from being an MVP contender to. He calls C.J. Stroud the MVP leader. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. What do you think about it? 
I mean, but 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, the problem is, is they're still five and four. You know, it's, I mean, he's having a good year, but I don't know. There, there's a bunch of guys that are just kind of like, that are um, in the mix. I still like Tyree Kill right now, but I can't, I can't say that he's a favorite. He's up there, maybe top five, but. I mean, J- and it's always they always want to do. I mean, he's playing well, but he lost to Bryce Young. Yeah, he lost to the Panthers, <laughs> and he didn't play particularly well in that game. Yeah. So, it is MVP more of a win loss record or a statistical record, or 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 maybe you're just the most important person on your team? Yeah, it's it's the guy. It's it's a lot of that, but it's the guy you can't live without. Right. Yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, without C.J. Stroud, the Texans wouldn't have an offense. But they don't have much of an offense. I mean, they got some – they don't have great receivers. They don't have anything great at the tailback position. It's an interesting argument, but, I mean, I just – this. I, everyone, I mean, I would go the opposite. I mean, you have Singletary and Pierce at running back. You've got what um, well the dude that was to be with the Cowboy Dalton Schultz at tight end. You got yeah. uh, Nico Collins, Noah Brown, guys putting up 170 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Tank Dell, yeah, Tank Dell. I mean, the only problem it's just they're not household names because they're young. But it looks, I mean, was Noah Brown has put up what 150, 170 yards the last two weeks. Yeah. But I guess the, the question is, is can you call C.J. Stroud an MVP candidate? Yeah, you can. I think you can. Candidate, yeah. No. I, would, I wouldn't jump up and down about him, like, being the favorite. Oh, this guy is playing so great. I mean, yeah, he's playing. He's, he had a nice couple weeks. But, you know, it's – it's uh, – still halfway through the season his interception you know his touchdown to interception ratio is impressive that's really good he's a, he's a he's a 101 quarterback rating on the year a, a rookie hasn't won in like 50 years since tim brown right or 60 years so who who's ahead of him like what what are you guys thoughts who's ahead of cj stroud right now Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. I can see that. Hurts. Hurts, yeah. Say Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Probably Mahomes. Mahomes is, yeah. Sadly, Bale. Um, uh, I mean, 15, Jalen Hurts, 15 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 97 rating. A few more 300-yard games, but not just, like, one more. I mean, I, I don't know that Jalen Hurts' stats are any better than Stroud's. But his, his team is, is has a better record. 
How much does record come into play here? It, does the team's record have a big difference in that MVP? Um, well, it should. Yeah, it should. Because if, I mean, if you're just average, that means that, you know, I get. I mean, I guess if you were, I mean, let's just say you're average and you're not, you're not on the team. Maybe you really suck, but that's not really the whole, whole conversation about MVP. You know, you you have to have a good team to be the MVP. You know, so you can't get MVP unless your team is a playoff team. Yeah, I would say. That. Yeah, be a playoff team. Well, I don't disagree. I'm just, is that one of the prerequisites? Well, if you look, I mean, just look through history. I don't know how many players won MVP and not made the playoffs. Well, I would think the step. And I, I think that when you're looking at MVP, statistics matter, right? And I, I, I get how, like, overall record matters, too. But isn't it most valuable player in the NFL? Yeah, but, you know, most valuable player in the NFL, if you're a, a team is losing a bunch of games you're not that valuable are you right and then so, also you got to be uh, the the thing would be like look at her jalen hurts plays a number one you know division winner schedule well the texans have a lot easier schedule right, right? Okay, so well, let let's wrap the MVP schedule up with uh, uh, who's your MVP right now? If you got to choose MVP, what are you guys choosing? I'm going with Tyreek Hill still. Let's go with Tyreek Hill. I don't know. No one's really stood out this year. I mean, Hill has, but. You know, no receiver ever wins, but yeah, it's tough to pick a receiver. Yeah, I'll just go. I'm gonna go Hill too because he's on pace to break the. I mean, receiving record, right? So, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna stay right now with Hertz. I'm gonna go with Jalen Hertz. Uh, his touchdown interception ratio ratio isn't the best, but. They're they're winning games, and I think he's a big part of that. So everything everything runs through him. That's right. the, it's, so, it's like, he's like a point guard in a sense. He's yeah. run, you know. He you know <clears throat> the way he runs, I could see that. I was you know he'd be my second right now. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts in that, but it's an it's an interesting conversation right now because. Uh, one of the things they're talking about is the parity in the NFL. Like they haven't had parity like this in a long time. Well, I would say if, and if ifs and buts and candies and nuts, you know, but 
if um, the Texans make the playoffs and Stroud, you know, has like a 30 touchdowns to like four interceptions, then yes, you could give him the MVP. Because then he'd be like, turnaround and all this things happening right. and looking good. But, and, and making the playoffs. It's still always too early. For them. If the Texans made the playoffs this year, what a turnaround that would be. Especially in the AFC. If you look yeah. at the AFC. It's tough. So, I mean, I could see the argument for that. It, uh, it was just a, it was a little... I don't know. Maybe it's a little mind blowing for me to hear them talk about Stroud in the MVP conversation, and then on top of that, for them to say he's the leading candidate. That that was tough for me. Well, all those talking heads are going to do that because Hurts, Mahomes, Tua, Hill were all on buys, right? So they're like just whatever the recency bias is, they're going to go with. No, it's every, yeah. All right, well, let's let's jump into uh, last week's college football because, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we want to catch back up in college football, but what a week. So, I mean, big games. Ohio State obviously killed Michigan State, but the Georgia Ole Miss game, 52 to 17. I don't I don't know that I expected that, but does that kind of solidify Georgia? Uh, stopping a really good offensive team and scoring a lot at the same time. I mean, Mrs. Ole Miss's defense isn't great, obviously, but holding them to 17. Uh, what do you think about Georgia at this point? Get, getting Brock Bowers back. Right. Well, they are number one again. The poll, the college football playoff standings come out, which is so ridiculous. It's like, we're going to do a bunch of reactions on this. And I'm like, it's like, who cares? We know, oh, Washington's not in the top four. Yeah, if they went out, they will be. I mean. Right. Yeah. Georgia's number one. They, they just – they uh they just shut down Mississippi, um, but again, it was just they hadn't really played anybody. But again, you just see they have the best overall team in the country. They're three D, and they and they, and Carson Beck was a question mark, but he's he's starting he's starting to uh he kind of answered yeah he answered that call right. Well, is is there a good is there a better offense than Ole Miss in the other outside of the SEC? Like, oh, outside? Like, outside is Ole Miss has got a great offense, mm-hmm. right? And Georgia shut them down. So, is there an offense outside the SEC that can come in, like maybe it's, give it Washington or uh, Michigan or Ohio State or Oregon? Are these teams that could come in and give a better offense than Ole Miss? I mean, 
technically, yeah, Ohio State could because they got Henderson. They got a couple backs that are just they, you know, they could they could take it to the house anytime. They got Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, Ohio State always has good skill guys. I mean, but yeah, it's you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say Oregon because they destroyed them last year, but this is a new year without Stetson Bennett. Um, the skill players for Oregon, you have Franklin. But, you know, yeah, I'm not. Well, I guess the question is, is that if 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 Georgia can come out and beat and shut down a great offense like Ole Miss to 17 points and score 52 at the same time. Is there a team out there that can offensively come out and be better than what, than what Ole Miss is? And well, I don't know if you have to be better offensively than Ole Miss is. You just play better defense. Ole Miss has no defense. I mean, come on. Right. But they still only scored 17 though. Well, when you're down by a lot, you can play one-dimensional. And uh, honestly, Lane Kiffin is super overrated. I mean, what has he done in big games ever? No, he he's all about drawing up. He's an offensive coordinator. He's, he, he, he's done well at times, but he's been with really good teams. <clears throat> but by himself, yeah, he, he hasn't really done. He hasn't won anything yet. Right. And they just they don't have the players that Georgia does. No, nobody does, except like Ohio State, and Michigan. I think they got some players that could shut down Georgia to a certain extent, and it would be a it would be a more of a defensive matchup. Because I still think if you apply pressure to Carson Beck, he's probably not going to be a very he's not going to be uh, an effective quarterback, and he'll probably make mistakes. And that's your only chance to beating them is to apply pressure to Carson Beck and see if he turns the ball over. Yeah, which, could, I mean, he didn't have the, the greatest game, right? I mean, he's through 300 yards, but, you know, two touchdowns, interception. Um, but when you're talking about, I don't know, so the, the, the reason I asked the question is because I really feel like Old Miss has a good offense and to hold them to 17 points yeah i get it that you're georgia and you have a great defense but anytime you're holding a, a team like old miss to 17 points like you're doing well oh yeah it's georgia. i mean yeah so what happens when a team like Oregon or Ohio State comes in are they going to score more than 17 well, are, are they going to score more than Ole Miss well, here you kind of answered your own question because you don't have to go outside the SEC. You go to Alabama. Alabama held Mississippi to 10 points. I don't want to play Alabama right now if I'm if I'm anybody. Because Rose yeah. is is he's Alabama looks strong on offense. That's gonna be quite a game when they play each other. George will be yeah. lucky. 
with a win. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's going to be a good SEC championship, like one of the better you've seen in a while. Uh, so Michigan, Penn State, right? Great game. Yeah, uh, obviously yeah. Michigan's the top four. Penn State, even with the loss, they were at ten. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched this game, but probably the most boring game you could ever watch. Well, again, they, Penn State fired their offensive coordinator. It's like, oh, that's the problem. I swear I did not see Penn State once run motion at all on offense. Right. It's like you're going to you're gonna beat a team like Michigan and you're going to play them that stale, that straight up, that you guys don't have a lot of speed on the outside and you don't run any motion? You guys are idiots. And so they fire the offensive corner, but that's that comes from the top. You know, I don't care. Like any one of us would be like, no, screw that. We're no, you're not doing that. You're not gonna just sit out there and we're just gonna run five wide and not move anybody since you can't they couldn't even break a press. Well, what do you, what do you think about how Michigan played against Penn State versus how Ohio State played against Michigan or Penn State? Um, what's the eye test there? Like, it did Michigan play them better? Did Ohio State play them better? How how does that uh uh like come up to the Michigan Ohio State game? Well, the, the the thing early is Michigan. I think kind of they're going to come out throwing the ball, and I think they just said, you know, why are we doing this? We could just run the ball yeah. whenever we want on these guys. Fifty so the times half, they didn't even throw a pass. No, they didn't. 50, 50 over 50 runs, right? Yeah. It's just stupid. Like the way they, the way they, and you know what's funny about Corm? I, Blake Corm is one of my favorite players. Dude, I swear he broke his nose. He's playing the broken. He did. did. Did you see his after uh, his interview? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that. Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of blood there. Literally has a broken yeah. nose. It's like, dude, come on, dude. You're like Larry Zonka now, dude. Like instant legend right there. Playing with a broken nose. So this is the first time for me when I watched the these teams play that I thought Ohio State played better against Penn State than Michigan did. No, so so after watching the Ohio State Penn State game, Michigan Penn State game. Who looks better, Ohio State or Michigan? I just think Penn State looks overrated. That's all I get. I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, at the ice, Michigan have their head coach, right? That's a problem too, right? So if you have to pick right now, so Ohio State, Michigan, who who's winning? Um, I, I, I'm going to go with Michigan just because they're playing at home. I would say if Ohio State was playing at home, I think Ohio State would win. It's just you're, a matter you're, of... You're, you're take Michigan at home? What are you taking, Derek? I'm going to take Ohio State. I know it's the home, but Marvin Harrison Jr. and the receivers that Ohio State have, that's a lot to deal with. 
yeah it yeah it's 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 a coin flip it really is it's just and it's the problem also is michigan has been dominating and you think at some point especially uh you want to start keeping jobs you got to beat michigan and this is the year you beat them right you know no, you have to do it, right? This, this is lose it. three in a row. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. If you lose this game, yeah, it's tough. Uh, uh I mean, I'll, I'll throw mine in there. I'm gonna go Ohio State at this point. <laughs> after watching Michigan, and I get that Harbaugh wasn't there, but after watching Michigan. And and the way they played Ohio State and the way Ohio State played Penn State, I, I think I'm I'm gonna go with Ohio State at this point. So that that mean that's a tough one. We'll see how Michigan pulls out of that. Uh, so next week, let's get into this next week of college football. Uh, Georgia plays Tennessee. Like that's a big game. Tennessee is maybe on a little bit downside, still number one, number 18. I think that helps uh, Georgia's uh, resume, right? Washington, Oregon State. That's the game of the week. Yeah, what do you think about that game? Give, give like a torpedo. <laughs> like, yeah, I know who I want to win, but yeah. Well, Derek, what what's your insight there? Like, what what's the ending out to that game? Who's gonna win? What makes the difference? Well, it's at Oregon State, so that's big. And I kind of feel like you know, we just had today the judge ruled in favor of the pack two. <laughs> To keep all the money. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Right. Um, and I just think it's, you know, Oregon State is basically like Utah. Right? I mean. Great defense. Great defense, great running game. Competent, good quarterback. They score a lot of points. Um, they have a, the fourth best turnover differential in the nation. So they don't turn the ball over and they get turnovers. Um, they are plus 10. Washington's negative one. Right. Yeah. So I just, I feel like what Oregon State has is, is they're good at everything, not great. You know what I mean? Whereas Washington's great on offense, but their defense is lacking. But if Washington loses this game, it still doesn't matter, right? Well, kind of. I mean, if Washington loses, then you have you lose the luster for Washington and Oregon to, let's say, Alabama beats Georgia. Right. Or Texas. Or Texas wins out, right? Wins out, right. So then, like, because you need Oregon needs Washington to be undefeated, and, and then Washington beat them. Need, and Washington needs Oregon to have only one loss. 
for them to make it in the top four. Right. So what you're saying is this is a big game for Washington because if they lose this game and then even if they beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, it doesn't look as good. Right, because Oregon's gonna Oregon State's gonna beat Oregon. So <laughs> that's that wow, that's big. I mean the thing about <laughs> Oregon State's Washington gonna beat Oregon could, could have problems is Oregon State, I think, can run the ball more effectively. Oh, yeah. More and they're and they're going to and they're and they're going to do it more often than other teams will. And they just might run it down their throat. Right. And that could that could really throw them throw even their offense into into flux where they're not used to this type of just tempo. Yeah, slow the tempo. And yeah. Oregon State, their running game can definitely slow the tempo. Yeah. And um, so that's going to be interesting. So actually, Oregon State beating Washington here, which I actually think Oregon State is going to win this game. So if I'm going to call it upset right now, I'm saying Oregon State beats Washington. This week. That's my call. And I think that hurts the Pac-12 as far as playoff implications. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you've got Florida State, right, who's going to be undefeated. You've got Iowa State, Michigan, who plays. They're going to stay undefeated until they play each other. So one of them has to go. And then even that, one of them still only has one loss. Right. Right? And then Alabama, the way they're playing, even yeah. if they if they beat Georgia, you can't leave Georgia out with one loss. Can't do it. Well, especially if it's like a last-second field goal or something, right? Or it doesn't even matter. They're the two-time champion. You're yeah. going to leave the two-time champion out? No. No. No, I, it's... I, with one loss? No. I'm not. I, I can't. Well, whatever you, the, whatever you want to see around with Georgia with one loss, look, you've won back-to-back championships. You lost one game this year. You're not going to be in the playoffs. But if you're Texas, you're like, well, I yeah. beat Alabama, who just beat Georgia, and you're going to let Georgia stay in when I yeah. beat the team. Yeah, beat yeah but, but who did Texas lose to? Definitely. Yeah. Oklahoma. You know, right. And so uh, those things are ridiculous. What I what what I say is when you're the two-time champion and you have one loss, you have more right regardless. Right. It, it's like leave Muhammad Ali out because he got knocked out one time, you know? Like you can't do that. You can't leave Georgia out from one loss. So Georgia, if Alabama comes in and beats them, could knock out whatever team, you know, comes in also in with one loss. Yeah. And what sucks about the whole let's just say somehow Oregon State gets wins the tiebreaker, they get oh yeah. And, and then, then two losses. The you know what sucks about the whole thing? Oh, right? dude. 
they're not they're not making they're not making the no. what's even Absolutely worse not. is they're not even make the rose bowl no not with two losses semifinal is in the rose bowl they right. one year they win the pac 12 they haven't been there since 1965 and they can't even go to the rose bowl there's no okay. constant surprise sucks yeah that's that's tough so i mean there's a lot of good weeks coming up and we don't know what's going to happen and as we see this play out you know that <laughs> should be i think college football for me right now is way more exciting than nfl oh yeah oh yeah yeah it, nfl is very uh uh i mean it's equal there's there's a lot of what we thought would be good teams are not good teams. And you just don't know who's going to win in the NFL right now. Another Any given Sunday. Yeah. The defenses, the defenses have caught up with the offenses this year. A it's little been, bit. Yeah. It's lowest scoring. It's been the lowest scoring uh, first half of the seasons in 14 years. So you think, you think that has to do with the linebackers getting faster you know, a lot more speed on the defense than where it used to be. So, someone said, I, I, it might have been Dan Elbosky or whatever. He said, uh, over the last couple of years, they're just they're they're figuring out how to stop these these this sort of spread offenses. Right. Quick Figure throws. Out. Yeah. So that's part of it. Well, well I see... think it's also the changing of the guard. Um, we don't have the great quarterbacks anymore right now. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think there's we've lost a lot of good quarterbacks. I mean, Jimmy G. <laughs> that's that's who you're going for. <laughs> You'd rather go with Aiden O'Connell. Well, uh, we thought we got Jimmy G, but ended up with Jimmy Int. So. <laughs> Well, so well, let's just let's jump in NFL. Just, uh... yeah, go ahead. The last was seven. Oh, what what did you say, Derek? Oh, I was gonna say um, almost oh, from Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, you could have Danny <laughs> Garoppolo played like four games. <laughs> you could have Danny DeVito, so yeah, that's true. So let's talk Cody about uh, <laughs> Cody. Let's talk about uh, NFL Week Ten. Uh, wasn't the greatest week for us. Uh, seven and seven West. Uh, I was eight and six. Derek nine and five. Like we've obviously done better. Looking at the big games, I think the Cincinnati-Houston game sticks out the most for me. I thought Cincinnati would win that game handily. Um, but obviously they didn't. And then I, I, I think we probably all had Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I'm not too shocked just because I think Cincinnati's starting to accumulate injuries on the outside. I don't think Chase was right. 
and I don't think uh, T. Higgins is not going to play this week. So he got hurt. Um, Burrow looked uncomfortable, I think. I mean, Stroud Stroud threw for 356. No. MVP. Right. I mean, that's tough, dude. I know Cincinnati's defense isn't that great, but, you know, Singletary rushes for 150. Stroud throws for 356. That's not bad. Uh, Minnesota beats New Orleans. And Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs looks like almost a quarterback. Dude, he's a rocket scientist, man. <laughs> he's a rocket scientist. Doesn't matter, you know. He's 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 three steps ahead of everybody. Uh, but you know what I didn't know, and which this is probably my fault on uh, just because Minnesota is on a five-game winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. And six of their last seven. Yeah. They're positioning themselves there to, I mean, like I said, they're kind of under the radar. Right. I mean, you know, every week it's the Cowboys. You know, Cowboys beat the Giants, and let's talk about how Dak Prescott is an all-time great Cowboy quarterback. Are you effing kidding me? Like, you beat the Giants, and all of a sudden we have to have – we don't talk about any other team but the Cowboys. So – no one really knows. Like, I didn't. I forgot that they won five games. And they, they got a streak going here. You know. Well, Minnesota's six and four. You know, which I mean, if you took out Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, and you said Minnesota's six and four right now. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 playing good, and NFC. You know what? It's crapshoot. I don't care, and it's no one's really, you know. So I don't think there was a lot of other surprises. I think the Cleveland Baltimore game was probably the only other surprise. Um, what a finish to that game! Did you guys see that? I missed it. No, that's it. I mean, Cleveland winning a last, you know, winning yeah. the last second. Field well, that was goal. like half the games yesterday uh, or week was ending on a last second field goal. Right. Yeah. NFL history, six game winning field goals, most in the history. In one yeah. I, I didn't expect uh, Cleveland to be Baltimore. That was probably the biggest yeah. surprise of the week. Well, they were what? Up 14? Right. 14. No, the biggest, the most ridiculous one was how bad the Bills played. Oh God! Well, uh, so I mean, we got to talk about that. So let's let's finish up the recap uh, of Week Ten with the Bills Denver game, and just just to put it out there, right? Denver's four and five. Yeah, yeah, their defense is coming around. Coming around, but. This game, and I'm not going to blame Den- – you can't blame Denver. Like, they're just playing the game. But what a finish. Like, can could you handle losing like that? 
Oh, it, and then it's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna fire Ken Dorsey. Or, yeah, he's the reason why your special teams had too many men on the field. No, and and it, you could you could blame the special teams coach all you want. That comes down to the coach. Yeah, you should be tell you should be in communication with your special teams guy, saying, look, they're gonna have to run off the field. That means we're not gonna have much time to get our guys on a. So be ready. Can't you know? Do a head count. Like that was that was idiotic. See, I might be naive, but I want to know like, who's this dude? Like, am I like, am I on special teams in practice? Do I do this? It's like why am I like high school? That's that's the point, dude. It's like you know what your job is. We never had that problem because we were always on the field. (laughs) But even if you're at like your your office, right? Like that's your job. It is that that's your job. Like there, there should be absolutely no reason they had 12 men on the field. No, no, no. And so realistically, Buffalo should have won that game. Well, yeah, really? They should have called a timeout. Right. Why not even call a timeout? But the point is, it's like, it's mental mistakes that that will lose games for you, and well, that's uh, that's the epitome of mental mistakes in this game. Well, and that's what you know. I've been saying that for two years. Once Dayball left, right? You've learned team, that yeah. McDermott is not that great of a coach. No, right? He just had good staff around him. Yeah, I mean, you had Leslie Frazier and Dayball, right? And he ran both of them out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's well. Um, I mean, I don't know if he ran them out. Like they just got opportunities. Well, Dayball did. Frazier he ran out. He, right. He's he's a good game prepper. He's he's very good at setting up everything for how you should, you know, during the week. But on the fly, he doesn't seem like that great of a coach to make it. He doesn't make adjustments very well, and you know. But re- reality is, is could you have bet that Buffalo would be at five and five right now? Mm, not five and five. No. I mean, hell, no way. No way. You could never have guessed Buffalo at five and five right now. Like that, I mean, that, that it's, it's crazy. And then, for them to lose to Denver, yeah, who gave up seventy to Miami? Yeah, <laughs> seventy Miami. Talk about right. Trump. Well, let's let's get into our picks. HSC podcast picks, uh, week eleven. You guys ready for this? We got uh, Thursday night football. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Uh, Derek, why don't you leave us off? Um, the Ravens are favored by three and a half. They're at home. Like Wes mentioned earlier, Higgins is not playing. Uh, Chase is banged up. I guess they're both. I mean, the Ravens are coming up more embarrassing because they had that game in hand. So I'm gonna. I'm taking the Ravens though. I think they have a bounce back. They're at home. And I think the Bengals are just hurting again. It's like they can't stay healthy. 
So I got the Ravens. Um, I don't think they cover. I have them by three. What do you got, Wes? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got Baltimore here because on one hand, Baltimore, I think they knew they, they just blew that game. They're still playing good offensively. <laughs> I think they're going to open up, open things up against Cincinnati. And I think Cincinnati is going to struggle to keep up. So I got Baltimore by five. Well, game number one, <laughs> we got a swing game. <clears throat> this is a must win for Cincinnati. Banged up or not, injuries or not. Like, if you don't win this game, you might as well just pack it in. So, I think if I'm a coach and any good coach comes out and expresses that in practice, in pregame, in film session, and says, look, guys, if we don't win, our season's done. And so, I think Cincinnati comes out and uh, responds to that and wins this game. Got Cincinnati by seven. So, for a swing game on Thursday night. What do I know? Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. Did well, I just my... reiterate that? I think the audience knows. <laughs> Did I just sound like I, I, I picked the Jags? <laughs> Did I just sound like I picked the Jags? <laughs> It might have been a Jack San Francisco pick, but we'll see. Uh, Pittsburgh at Cleveland, Wes. Oh, my favorite, Cody Pickett mm-hmm. at Cleveland. Oh, they are oh, going to Cody is going to maul Cody Pickett. It's going to be a mauling. The dog pound is going to reemerge on the field after Cody Pickett. Um. I don't even think – I mean, of course, the Steelers' defense is going to be a factor. It's going to be an ugly game, but I will take the Browns by 10. I agree. It'll probably be the, the biggest defensive battle you'll see all year. I think these are two of the best defenses. Um, but at home, I think Cleveland also wins in a, a, sh- a shootout of 6-9. Uh, to nine. Pickett gets shot like <laughs> six six and nine. Cody Pickett dies, and Cleveland <laughs> wins by three. What do you got there? I saw this stat. I should have taken a screenshot because it was kind of hilarious. Because I was like, hmm, well, what is the real? Let's get the whole story. And it was something about like so many, like, um, the, out of all the quarterbacks that qualify, there's 32 qual- quarterbacks that qualified. Like Pickett is the only one that has under four interceptions. That's because he's got six touchdowns, four interceptions, 1,600 yards passing. Right. He's had his highest total is 235 yards. When they played Cleveland, he had 222 with one touchdown, one interception. I I feel like uh, 
even though he's gotten worse also, but he's still better. I'm taking the Browns because Sean Watson is better than Pickett. And I just, it's, it's one of those sad things where it's like, but the Steelers, I can't believe, see, that's why Mike Tomlin is one of the greatest coaches of all time. They're like in the playoff hunt. Right. With, this, with, 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 with Pickett. Yeah. Where the Jets with Zach Wilson are outside looking in with their historically great defense, right? Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's a it it's a lot to be said about Tomlin. Yeah, it is. And they've been I mean, um Pittsburgh's been outgained almost every game they right. every they've won, they've they're, been, they're, they're still winning. Yeah, it's crazy. But then we all pick the Browns. So but yeah, what are we... so, so we're all taking the Browns, even though the Pittsburgh's on a on a two game winning streak. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, uh, Chicago at Detroit. Well, of course, it's me. Let's get crazy, Steve. No, no, let's not get crazy. Let's just say Detroit's a better team. It it, it kind of doesn't matter what Chicago does here. Like it's time to to just turn it in. It's it's a wrap. Like you're not making the playoffs. Like Detroit's solid. I like watching Detroit. I think they're doing well. I think it's gonna be a close game though, because Bears don't give up. They just like to lose close games. So I had Detroit by six. Lions are favored by 10, and I got them winning by 14. They got Montgomery back, Montgomery with Gibbs, because now with Montgomery being hurt, Gibbs had to carry the load, and now he's more experienced. So now that is a two-headed monster. You've got Williams, you've got Laporta, you've got St. Brown. That Lions offense is legit. So Bears are, you know, Field starting is banjo starting. What's going on? We don't know. So yeah, I'm I'm taking the Lions by 14. Yeah. It's um the the whole Bears. Let's let's divert, let's let's keep it a secret or let's let's really surprise people. Well, the one surprise that the, there's no surprise how bad they are. I don't think they need to I think they just need to shut field down at this point. After this game, they probably will because I think they're just gonna get they're gonna get blitzed. So I, I got Detroit by 20. Jesus. <laughs> That's brutal. Steve's drinking this weekend. Yeah. It's probably I you and Lions guy, you guys can hang out, man. Go right. <laughs> I might have to go down there and just like hang out with him and be like you know what? My team's losing, but you still lost in the end, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we already said Lions guys never going back to that bar. So <laughs> there's gonna be a there's gonna be a. Have you seen him? Like, no. it's gonna be him? like a wanted poster. Dude, you you back- know, you know phone. he'll be there, dude. He'll be like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Chargers at Green Bay. Uh, Derek, what do you got? I got to take the Chargers here. Jordan Love is horrible. 
How are you going to take the Packers? Come on, man. Uh, Chargers are only favored by three. That's probably because their head coach is a moron. But the Chargers are going to win by 10. Packers need to pack it in. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Wes? Yeah, I mean, I think the Jordan Love experiment did kind of blew up in their face. Fail. <laughs> Big time fail. And I think Chargers are playing good. Yeah, Chargers uh, 13 by 13. Yeah, I'm going to say it's in Green Bay, so I'm not going to go as deep. I think Chargers by seven. Uh, just because uh, Chargers are not going to like to play in Green Bay at any time of year. So, still think Chargers win, but a little closer. Uh, let's see. Oh, here you go, Wes. Vegas at Miami. Oh, my two favorite teams. Playing <laughs> 19 That's, the, that's funny. Yeah, it's like Greasy versus Stabler. All right. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins because they're playing at home, home field advantage. I just think uh, reality kind of sets back in a little. I think the Rares keep it close till the end. Say the Dolphins by uh, eight. I think this is a, a trap game for the Dolphins. I really wanted to pick the Raiders here because – you, there's no substitute for momentum and the uh, the what's happening in the locker room and the excitement and you see it in the players' faces. But it's hard to beat Miami in Miami. Yeah, and I, I think Vegas could win this game, but I can't. I can't tell. <laughs> Our listeners to choose them, so I'm taking Miami. Mad Max is coming for two. Yeah. That's the only thing he is right. Just their whole team, like the the the, yeah. uh, the level of excitement and enthusiasm and momentum that they have. That's tough to beat. I don't care how good your team is, what level of of you know players you have, or how good they are. The a basic uh, average player with great momentum and really just enthusiasm can play better than an all pro. So, and, and besides the Philadelphia and Jets game, that Raiders Jets game was the most physical game I've seen all right. year. Yeah. So physical game. I, I'm, I'm going to still go with the mad scientist. I'm still going to take Miami because it's at home, but I think the Raiders could win this game. You got Derek. This one was very like twelve point underdogs Raiders. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, you know, the Raiders got momentum. This is prime. Josh Jacobs. He's now third in the league in rushing. Who would have thought? Wow. Oh my god. I mean, he went from like. Not even being around to now, he's third in the league in rushing. Right. Uh, he's even saying, "Before this, I was not coming back. Now I'm. I kind of want to come back." So he's invested. 
And that's what you need to do against Miami. Run the ball down their throats and time of possession. And, and their defense plays the right kind of defense because they don't give up big plays. They're more of a soft coverage, not letting you um, get huge plays on them, big chunk plays. But it's just the Dolphins are coming off a bye. So you got to – I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders could actually pull off this upset because it wouldn't be that crazy the way they're playing. And if they did, then you you got to rubber – you got to stamp Antonio Pierce as being the head coach. All right. If they win this game, he has to come back. But I got the Dolphins winning by six. I mean, I don't think – so here's the problem I have with this interim coach policy, all this. Like, I, I think you already have to stamp at Pierce, right? Why not? Why, why would you not be like, let's give him two, three years? Well, I mean well, – I want to see what he does the rest of the season because it's all fun and games at the beginning, like the first two games. Yeah. But once you start – now they have a tough road. I mean, you have Dolphins, Chiefs. Then I think you're by, and then you then you end with you have the Chargers, Chiefs, Colts, Broncos. It's um, it's, it's it's nice now. It's it's a great it's a great story for a couple of weeks. Stu Athens. I mean, that's the thing. I think I think defensively they found something. That's what I'm more excited right. the way their defense is flying to the ball you know they're getting turnovers they look like they're having fun for once like crosby is just an animal right now he's always been hannibal though oh but he but three sacks against right and he's just what yeah, so I mean, so here's the question though like for both of you all of you like the same thing i'm thinking don't you think like i don't know maybe this is just me but i've always i would always my preference will always be to have my coach be a player like why wouldn't i want to to my coach be antonio pierce why wouldn't i want that Versus, say, a Josh McDaniels. Or versus, you know, Mike McDaniel on the other side, right? Or Or either way, either way. It doesn't matter. Like, I would rather play for someone who played the game. Well, what if they played in college or in high school? I mean. Well, that's, I mean, okay. Well, well, I'll say a professional player. (laughs) Or a good professional player. Well, I mean, did Andy Reid or Belichick or. No, I'm not saying they're bad coaches. I'm just saying my preference. My right. preference. I would, if you said, here's your coach, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Antonio Pierce, I would still t- pick Antonio Pierce. I still would. Well, if I, yeah, if I didn't have the brains, if I didn't have those five or six guys that I couldn't get those guys, of course I'd rather have a player. Because you can always get those guys and put them, put them, get them at coordinators. Right. You, you can get the brains, but yeah, if I couldn't get the the head guys, yeah, I I, I would want a player like him. Like he's been, well, he, and, and he's a beast of a player, right? He's on been, top of that, he's been to war. Let's put it that way. Right. It's 
Well, I would not per se. Um, player is great, but I just want someone who can motivate and be, you know, and that's the thing is like Pierce, Dan Campbell, they're, right. they're real. Dude, Dan, Dan Campbell can't call a play to save his life. Yeah. What Dan Campbell is a motivator. He's a player. He's a great head coach, but he's got good offense coordinator. He's got good defense coordinator. He's got people behind him. Right. But he, the team's not, not the same without that good quality coach. And I think get a get a get a great quality coach, and then go find yourself some smart coordinators. Yeah, there's different ways to do it. It is an it's a different way that Campbell's doing it, and it's and I think other organizations are saying, you know what? Why don't we get a guy that's been in the trenches? The players right. are going to respond and respect him versus right. a dude that hasn't been there. There's that's a different. There's different ways to do it. That there, this is kind of like everyone's learning, like just kind of watching and observing Campbell, and maybe Pierce and saying, you know what, this is a different way you can do it here. This is you know, no, no, none of those guys respected Josh McDaniels. Come on, what? Yeah, that's an understatement. None of them. None of them. Understatement. Well, the problem was is thinking, and this is what. It, this is why it irritates me so much is he didn't learn anything. The Patriot way only works in New England. And you know why? Because that was Belichick and Brady. It wasn't anyone else. Right. It was those two. And so you can't duplicate what they had. No, because they didn't have Brady. And then that's even, if you talk about this, when Brady went to the Bucks, he was so happy, right? Right, he was out there. He was wasted on the boat, <laughs> and it's like boat ride. Yeah, throwing the super. I still still won a championship, dude. Like this, like yeah, that dude. You right. still won a championship. Like you, you left there, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's all about this." And you still go win a championship. Yeah, he, he had a lot of parts. They don't don't that's not wrong. It was a but, smart move. It was right. he was he was a very calculated where he went. He calculated. Yeah. He oh, cal- he knew. He knew exactly where he had to go to win. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that's that's crazy, but the the whole part about uh the Raiders right now, it, it's a dangerous thing to be within that that new coach with that new fire, right? It, that, it, I don't care. Uh, Miami's great, but I think it's a, it's a dangerous thing for anybody to play the Raiders right now. Right, and then with the whole interim thing, for me, it's not about what his ending record is. It's what I see right. when they play. And so, you know... Like, cause they got Dolphins and the Chiefs twice. That could be three losses easy, right? But well, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah, I, I need I, to I see. I need to see the. I don't think they'll lose all those games. To be honest with you, I don't think they go zero and four there. So we'll see what happens.
right, well, let's let's get on to the uh, the game of the week, the Giants at the Commanders. There's, uh, I don't even know what I have here. <laughs> Let me see what I got. Oh, I got the Commanders. I got the Commanders by three in the worst football game you've ever seen in your life. So I'm taking the Commanders. Oh, okay. What do you, what do you got, Derek? <laughs> the Commanders are favored by 10. And you know why? Because the Giants, really... the Giants have to be the worst team you've ever seen, ever. I don't know. The Patriots are pretty bad, too. But um, Sam Howell leads the NFL in passing yards. Right. That's oh. crazy. So, yeah, I they all the MVP. There we go. No, right. Who's your MVP? <laughs> Sam Howell. They almost beat Seattle in Seattle. So, oh. I'm going to take the commanders. Even after getting rid of their two DNs, they're oh, still in games. Wow. They're doing it. Poor Danny DeVito. Right. Danny DeVito is going down. No, come on, guys. It's Danny DeVito. Oh, are you taking what are you taking, Wes? Dude, I I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna come down Danny DeVito on the last drive. <laughs> and he, and he's gonna and he's gonna go about 20 yards and throw an interception, the game will be over. So yeah, I got the commanders by three. So yeah. All right. Well, Derek, uh Jesus, Dallas at Carolina. Well, I'm yeah. surprised. Oh, I guess it's because it's at Carolina, but the Cowboys are only favored by ten and a half. Jeez, I'll so take that. The difference between the Cowboys and the Panthers in ten and a half, but the Raiders Dolphins is twelve. Right. Yeah, That's I'm crazy. picking the the Cowboys by about twenty one in this game. Yeah, at least. What do you got, Wes? Well, I got the Cowboys because they have a historically great quarterback, one of the best Cowboys of all time, and Dak Prescott. Just you're just doing it, dude. And uh, yeah, I mean those wins, piling up the wins, got got some momentum, beating the Giants, and you know they're going to beat Carolina here, and we're going to hear about just how great Dak is. So I think they're going to win by. 17. I I mean, I know, dude. I, I mean, I got him by 14. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. It it, it could be a lot worse. This I was, could, be I was, a, could be a 40-point game. I was actually rooting for the Cowboys because I took the points, the 17, <laughs> my 14 parlay, which I won the first three games, and I lost the Bills. It. I don't even talk. The Bills. The, the Bills game is the worst game I've seen in a long time. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I got I got Dallas here by a lot. I don't think there's a question here. Uh so West Tennessee at Jacksonville. <laughs> we'll have to pick Jacksonville on <laughs> Like Come off a loss. Oh my god. Yeah, I I I am gonna 
pick I'm not gonna pick Tennessee. So I think uh Tennessee will lose by about seven. Yeah, I mean I agree. I think Jacksonville wins by at least ten there at home. Uh Tennessee looks average. I don't think they're terrible, but I think Jacksonville after the 49ers loss is going to come back and be like, you know, re regroup themselves at home. They've been on a long road trip, you know, six of their last seven games, and they still were winning. They lost a tough game to the 49ers, but they're going to kill Tennessee. I don't think it's close. Uh, at least, since, at least ten. Since Steve picked up Will Levis in fantasy football, <laughs> he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Will Levis has zero touchdowns and two interceptions in his last two games. It's kind of like the once you found it's like, oh wow, he was good when no one knew who, and no one had any game film on him, but now he's not that great. Yeah, I'm taking the Jags. It's at home. They're coming off that 49ers loss. Everyone's talking Trevor Lawrence isn't any good. I got the Jags by 10. Uh, All in agreement there. Uh, Arizona at Houston. Houston at home. With the MVP, apparently. Like, According to Dan Orlovsky, the leader in MVP race, CJ Stroud. Arizona's not playing bad. I don't, I don't think it's a quarterback thing. I think they they play well, but on the road at Houston, I'm going to take Houston by a touchdown. Not so fast, Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> not so fast. CJ Stroud is not going to be paired for this Arizona Cardinals defense and the return of Kyler Murray and James Conner. Cardinals cards winning two straight here, beating the Texans in in, in Houston uh, by three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans, but I think. It's going to be close. They're going to win on the last second field goal. Who knows? I've um, clouded, clouded my vision is very clouded. Well, is this a, a swing game? That's right. It I is. Picked, I picked up a... one last week taking the cards. I'm going to pick up another. <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to win this one, but maybe you will. Maybe you will. At Houston, you're taking Arizona, huh? Yeah. All right. All right, Wes. Uh, Tampa at San Francisco. Tough one. Tampa at San Francisco. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking San Francisco just because they're better than Tampa. And Baker's not having terrible – is not having a bad year. I just think that 
that Bose is coming for him. Bose has probably seen so many Baker Mayfield commercials. He probably has nightmares about him. He's going to just wreck Baker Mayfield. We'll never do a commercial again. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that Tampa can win this game. I think San Francisco is healthy again at home. And they got something to prove. So I got San Francisco easily by 13. Well, Baker's kind of banged up. The spread is 11. Uh, Tampa has to go to the Niners. It's a different type of climate, different type of weather. Not nice and sunny. It's going to be windy and cold. So, yeah, I'm taking the Niners by 14. Plus, yeah, the whole uh, Chase Young and Bosa thing. I'm going to wreak havoc on them. Oh, yeah. Baker might be dead by the end of the game. Can't, uh, need the Jets at Buffalo. Like, I, it's almost like picking the Bears. Like, I can't keep picking Buffalo, but I can't not pick them. So, at home, Buffalo, I guess it's not that far from the Jets. Start really super home game, but Buffalo has to win this game. You have to win this game. So I got to take Buffalo by six. But the Jets have to win this game also. But they're the Jets. Yeah. The Jets, uh, but uh, Josh Allen throws 100 million interceptions. (laughs) We're going to see what they can do with the offensive, you know, see how different the offense is going to be. It's just, it's hard yeah, I have to take the bill. Like you said, I do I want to take the bills? No. Do I think seven point spread is high? Yes, because the Jets will keep it close. That's how they always do. We saw what they did with the Raider game. It was, you know, they've done it with every team. It's and they already beat the Bills once. Jeez. But I'm taking the Bills by like three. What do you got, Wes? Yeah, the Bills have to win the game. I just think when you say Josh Allen versus Zach Wilson, it's like two plus two equals four. I'm going Josh Allen by four. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Zach Wilson a little bit of props right now because when you were watching the end of that Raiders Jets game, the dude was whipping the ball downfield. Yeah. On the run, 50 yards, 60 yards, with like just a not a lot, dude. On the run, just whipped it down 50 yards. That guy's got a cannon. Yeah, and then I mean, if you you know, watching that, it wasn't really his fault they lost. They had lots of stupid penalties. Yeah, yeah, but he had like 50 yards rushing. But just to see the <clears throat> arm strength that that kid has, that was amazing. That was a nice throw. He has yeah. like what 
when you're on the run like that and you're just uh, just nonchalantly throwing the ball 60 yards he's got he's got tools he's got wheels it's just he looks like he's 15 right <laughs> looks like he's 15 playing he's in just, the nfl and you're just not smart work you play in he, why does he can play in arizona he'd probably do better i mean he's gotta play in new york it's just not just not the right environment for him yeah yeah, I just, I just, I, I just had to give him a little bit of props for the oh, arm yeah, that nice. dude, dude. The, and the, Garrett the... Wilson almost came down. I was, I was like, oh, he's gonna catch it. Oh, 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 I, I bet you guys were sweating it. Oh, yeah. Because the fact that he was just putting down on the goal line, like I was like, dude, he could have been running backwards, throw it over his head, still went to the end zone. Yep. So that was crazy. But yeah, that was, that was good. Uh, Seattle at uh, Los Angeles. Who are we at here? I'll I'll start here. Oh. I'll just go. <laughs> See, I'm taking Seattle, even though it's in LA. I think Seattle's on a little bit of a run. Fighting themselves. They lost two weeks ago to the Ravens, which is a tough game, but they lost they won three of the last four. So I think Seattle has to battle for San Francisco here. And this is a must win for them. So if I'm Pete Carroll, and I think Pete Carroll's a great coach, you come in, you say you have to win this game, even on the road. So taking Seattle by seven. We've got a swing game. Oh, taking the Rams coming off a bye week. They're going to have healthy Stafford, healthy Nakua, healthy Cup. And they always, Rams always play the Seahawks tough. Aaron Donald up the middle there. Geno Smith's not going to know what to do. I got the Rams in an upset by three. Yeah, what do you I think, Wes? I got the Rams too. I think this oh. is a trap for the Seahawks. And the Rams do play them tough. They get they they've gotten healthy. I think they're gonna come out. Um I think it's gonna be a close game. I think the uh Rams by four. So it's a chance for me to catch up here. Uh Derek, Minnesota at Denver. Call me crazy. I'm taking the Broncos here. <laughs> you know, we talked about the Vikings on their win streak. It's in mile high. Denver's favored by two. Their defense is playing tough. I think Josh Dobbs comes down to, back down to earth here. And Russell Wilson has not played bad this year. So I'm going to give Denver, Denver to win by five. I mean, it's not, it's five in a row for Minnesota and six of their last seven. That's tough. Denver is just beating the Chiefs and the Bills. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all right. What do you got? What do you got, Wes? Dude, 
I've never seen Team John so mad at a game. <laughs> I, I thought I disliked the Broncos. He was swearing up a storm at the Bill at the end of the Bills game. He was so pissed. I'm like, damn, you hate the Broncos more than me. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna take the Broncos because I agree with Derek. I saw a lot of good things. I hate to see them do good, but I saw the way they were running the ball. They're they're being yeah. defensively, they're better. Just to say they're they could they could probably manage Dobbs. I say Broncos win by three. Oh man, I got the Broncos by three as well. I think uh, Denver's defense is coming around, and Russell Wilson is playing some good football. He's throwing He's the ball well. He is like it's it's it, he's he. I, I not that he's worth what they gave up for him, but he's looking like he might be a a valuable asset to the team. Well, I mean, I have to give him props that throw to Sutton. In the oh, it's, of the end it's zone. amazing. It was an amazing throw. I was like, there's no way he's gonna catch that. But he, he's also not he, the the overthrows what he was doing in the first year where he was he was throwing out of bounds, you know, he was throwing 10 yards over. That's not happening anymore. Yeah, he's he's is he completing every pass? No, absolutely not, right? Nobody completes every pass, but it's not like there was no chance like it was year one. Year one, you might as well have thrown it to the cheerleader, you know? So he's playing a lot better. And I have to take Denver here at home. It might be the end of the Minnesota win streak. And then the problem also is we have to watch Denver two weeks in a row on primetime. Oh, no what? doubt. Oh, um, back up. It's, Sunday night football. What is it? Sunday night Sunday football. Night. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. That's what you oh, get. I'm, I'm sure Sierra set set that one up, didn't she? <laughs> Why would you ever put the Bronco? We've got to watch them too. Come on. Come well, on, here we go. Though game of the week, and this is absolutely game of the week. I think. Uh, Wes, Philadelphia. At Kansas City. Oh. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 57. <laughs> Freaking care. Where are they playing in Kansas City? At Kansas City. I don't care. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm so sick of Kansas <laughs> Just so sick of the noise all the time. How many commercials? Do they when did they make all these? Now I'm seeing these Andy Reid commercials. Like, come on, Andy. Oh, right. Yeah, down some. He looks like he loves chicken nuggets, chicken Dude. nuggies, <laughs> chicken nuggies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it got the yeah. Come on though, that commercial is pretty funny though. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I <laughs> itches so funny. Taking Eagles by six. Revenge, revenge. Oh man. I I can't take the Eagles here. Kansas City at home, and Taylor Swift. You gotta go with the Swifties. I'll take Kansas City by a field goal at home. 
because the Swifties call for it. The building. Elvis has left the building. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do a public service announcement here for the HSC <laughs> podcast. Our view, Wes's views, do not. <laughs> we are all for the Swifties. Right. Please don't. We try love to get the Swifties. We love the Swifties. <laughs> and don't, 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 don't cancel us. This is the chunky bowl. bowl. Hey, I, I listen to Taylor Swift songs. How about that? I love the Swifties <laughs> too. I'm talking about Travis Kelsey here. Come on, man. And yes. All right. So it's the battle of. I just say I listen to Taylor Swift songs. Yes. <laughs> this is a battle of Taylor Swift's number one Swifty against oh. the candidate for sexiest <laughs> man Sexy of the year. Oh, no. No. Jason Who? Kelsey. Taylor Swift? No, you Jason, didn't know this, Wes? Jason Kelsey. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, he's cool. All right. But yes. It, it's the cheat. I can never. I hate them. I hate them with all my passion. <laughs> but can I bet against the Chiefs at home now? Coming off uh -oh. a bye. Uh-oh. But Phil Delvey's on a bye. I know, but I mean, Andy Reid is the mad genius coming off a of bye. Yeah, he is. So I'm, I'm taking... Swifty Nation here. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking State Farm. I'm taking Dang Chunky it. Soup. I'm taking I'm taking Corporate America. I'm taking yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah you are. Uh, <laughs> taking the Empire. That's right. Mahomes and Maato. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Pfizer. We're taking oh, the big no. pharma companies. <laughs> All right, we're going the Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs geez. by seven. Now I need a drink. I thought I thought I'd get a swing game here. No, dude. not at home. Uh, no, but Wes, you might lose another one here, so we'll see. Or you might gain one. You might Going gain down one. the ship. I don't care. Let's go, Jalen Hurts. Dude. First time for Jalen Hurts. Let's go. I I actually think this is going to be a great Monday at football game, and I think it's. Uh, I'm happy that they scheduled this. Well, after watching the Broncos, it's like I got to watch the Broncos right. and the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The you know, I don't want to watch. I didn't want to watch the Bears on Thursday night football. I didn't watch it. It was, was horrible. Worse. It was. It bad. was. It was. It was the hardest game to watch. I knew. So, you. so take two. Put put the two best teams or the two really good teams on Monday night football. So yeah. that's I, I'm I'm okay with that. Well, they totally redeem themselves also because you have Bengals or Ravens on Thursday, right? Right. So we we got good good games coming up this week, except the Denver Minnesota Saturday, Sunday night. But I'll deal with that because there's other good it games. Not be a bad game. It's just it doesn't sound good. But they're actually both better than we we think they are, right? Because <laughs> can we get a Minnesota snow game? That's all yeah. I I just like Miss snow game. It's like, can we get a snow game this year? So this is what bothers me about Thanksgiving that Detroit always plays in a dome on Thanksgiving. They used to play outside. No, dude. Like you Thanksgiving, this is like cold season, right? This is 
This is when you Everyone should be playing outside. On Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, that's right. That was yeah. awesome. It, it, I remember it, watching that it game. It bothers me Leon to left. watch Detroit in a dome on Thanksgiving. It's not the team I want to watch. They have a retractable roof so they can open it for Thanksgiving. Right. At least open it up, right? Yeah. Yeah, it pisses me off that Detroit's a team that plays every year, and it's like, dude, you're playing in a dome. Yeah, and then to top it off, they're playing the Packers. Yeah. Oh, murder. And then you got Commanders Cowboys. Yeah, not a Ugh. good. But then the nighttime game. But when we're tired and want to go to sleep, yeah, you're... I'll be watching. I'll be watching the Egg Bowl. It's the Niners uh, against the Seahawks, baby. The Egg Bowl, dude. Egg Bowl. Egg Bowl is the most underrated football game in all of football. Can you imagine the tailgate for Egg Bowl, dude? The egg, the Egg Bowl is literally the most underrated game in all of football. It is. It is because nobody understands. These people will die for their teams. They're playing on Thanksgiving. They're a college team playing on Thanksgiving. You know it's serious. They could be playing in the middle of nowhere where nobody even knows, and they would still die for their teams. Like the Egg Bowl's one of the best football games ever. So here we go. I can't believe we're coming up on Thanksgiving already. That's crazy. Man, God's. Weird. Really weird. So we got a few swing games. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, Derek gained back two games that might have put you in the lead. Yeah, I think he is in the lead. Maybe by a game. So this is I, got where some, I... I got some work to do. This is where everyone thinks Wes is doing really good. And all of a sudden, <laughs> But let's let's talk about HSC podcast fantasy football for a minute. Man, I'll tell you, I'm now down to five and five. Lost four four games in a row, dude. Uh, Big Mike's at eight and two. He had because I played him, and I was all like thinking I might get a win here because he has no one playing. But he had Keenan Allen with 40 points. <laughs> you, you lost to a team that had three players not play. I know, but he had two 40-point players. Brutal. Oh, <sighs> man. Yeah, I might even not even make the playoffs now. It's only so, US. Yeah, it's it's a tough, it's a tough road right now. Um, and there's not a whole lot of players on free agency now, but I had all of my uh, Miami and Philadelphia on by this week, so that hurt. But here we go. I think uh, we got Big Mike at seven or eight and two. Really, eight and two? He's eight and two. Is Big Mike, is he even changing his lineups? No. He has not changed his lineup. We're good. He was literally at my house yesterday, and I told him to change his lineup, and he didn't. 
He and, didn't and he's still eight and two. He scored 128 points last week <laughs> with like six players. Oh man. Well, I mean, that's where we're at, guys. It doesn't matter who you pick on your fantasy football team. Because <laughs> Team John's seven and three. Dude. So the top two teams in our league <laughs> didn't draft and didn't change their team any week the whole year. And they're oh, still so bad. winning the league. It's AI. Uh it's a little, a little bit chat GPT. Yep. <laughs> but at least West, you're six and four, so you're almost there. You're right there. Starting Stroud. Starting Stroud, man. Time to go. Oh, yeah. Well, Wes, if you win your fantasy football, that means you'll lose because I'm starting Jalen Hurts. <laughs> so if I lose, it's because Jalen Hurts has a bad game. And then Big Pharma Pfizer Chunky Soup wins. No, oh, jeez. Yeah, but I got him, so he's got to win. Well, I I think the moral of the story here is that uh, fantasy football, anybody can win. Except Jill. (laughs) She's been replaced. And then the replacement, he played well. I I scared Jill off. She's gone. (laughs) Yeah. So Tom came in and scored 160 points. <laughs> well, but again, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't think uh, we're we're not looking good for a ring, but we'll see what happens. Well, I think we need to talk about the fact that now Steve has lost to Team John, the Godfather, and Team Awesome. Right. <laughs> I've lost four in a row. It doesn't matter. Like anybody's beating me right now. Yeah. I don't know I how have you have to win all my from... games to have a chance now. Yeah, but you were you were already bad. You're I right went from I went from a one loss team to a five hundred team. <sighs> See, the thing was. was Steve, you came out and you were like, you know, the Steelers when they were undefeated for the first eight weeks. And then everyone realized they're not that good. And then they lost (laughs) a bunch of games. My team was ravaged early by injuries and is just starting to come back. Well, I think you got a long ways to go, dude. I'm just, I'm two games back. And we'll see if you make it. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and like if you're watching on uh, YouTube. Thanks for listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Appreciate the the listens. Uh, Final thoughts. College football, NFL. What do you guys got? Yeah, let's see what happens here. Last week... Two weeks in a row, it seemed like I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to have a good record here. And then a bunch of weird stuff happens at ends of games. So, man. Washington, Oregon State. Who's the winner? What do you guys got? 
one of the pack two members, the Beavers. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Beavers. Beavers, Beavers. I'm going Washington. We'll see how it wraps up. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.